Alright, everybody, welcome back to another exciting episode of I'll Watch It Later podcast. As always, I'm joined with my best friend Jordan. Hello. And my producer, best friend and brother-in-law, Scott. Yeah, I'm here. And uh, as always, you can follow along on our social media, Facebook at I'll Watch It Later Podcast. You can go to our Instagram at Watch It Later Pod and our Twitter at Watch It Later Pod. And our website is WatchItLaterPod.com. Please go on iTunes, give us five stars on Spotify and give us five stars. Okay, everybody. So this is the last episode of the mix bag and then next week we are moving into holiday shows we're also going to have a snack show for you um but that's we're not here for that today we'll get into that a little later um just you know show business as always so if you're listening to this now next week you'll get two shows the week after that you'll get jordan show then cockfighter it'd be the whole thing and we'll lay it all out for you so you're not confused so it just shows up on your phone with the little spinnies and yeah, we do all the work for you. Yeah. You don't have to do shit. All you have to do is just open Spotify or iTunes or whatever, but whatever, the reason, whatever app you choose. And the, the, reason right I, your living room. the reason I bring it up is because maybe you're like, man, it's, you know, I want to listen and I don't know what they're doing because it's Christmas and just kind of gives you like, you know, like a guide to, to, the, to the next show. So anyways. See, what Aaron doesn't know is that we do a lot on Facebook. But he can't see it. I can't or see it. So. <laughs> I can't see it. I can't interact. I mean, even Scott posted the other night. I was really surprised. I was like, uh, the website uh, said uh, we have something new. And I looked on there. I'm like, look at Scott. Oh, it's cool. not Aaron. But look at Scott. Do you <laughs> look at really me. Good. Look at me posting. Do you even awesome. follow me? I don't even think I've liked the page yet because <laughs> I'm banned for another <laughs> you 14. You can't get on Facebook. Two weeks. In two weeks. So when we do our second, second, our second. Let's do our second episode. Our, our second holiday show. <laughs> Then I will be able to post again on Facebook. Yay. For three hours. Yeah, maybe. Maybe longer. Until he gets banned for saying birds fly in the sky. I like a movie. (laughs) Was that song? Reading Rainbow? (laughs) Butterfly in the sky. Um, I can fly. Did you hear the vibrato on there? Yeah, Yeah. I loved it, man. All right. So we have Scott's movie today. So you want to set it up, Scott? So the movie I picked. If you were listening, I wouldn't have to repeat myself because you would have already known because you listen to the episodes. I'm not talking to you. Don't shake your head. I'm talking to our listeners. It's called a setup. You. I'm talking to our listeners ass. because they should be listening and following The movie was along. After Hours. If we're going to bring it back uh, to how he interrupted my point last time, After Hours was our movie this week. From 1985, directed by Martin Scorsese. Why don't you just go home? I've been asking myself that one all night long. So what happened? Why can't you? I met this girl tonight, okay, in a coffee shop. I feel like something incredible is really going to happen here. <laughs> so when I got home, I gave her a call. On the cab on the way down here, all my money flew out the window. I didn't really get along with her that well. What's the matter? I said, I want to see a plaster of Paris bagel and cream cheese paperweight. Now cough it up. So I left. Gigi! So I haven't got enough money to get home until I meet this bartender who wanted to lend me the money. That's all right. That's all right. Forget it. Forget it. That's all right. Good boy. So I go back to the girl's apartment, but her roommate's really pissed off at me for the way I treated her friend. This the guy? Hi. So I march right in there to apologize. Come on. But she'd already killed herself. I was too late. Oh, wow. Lighten up. What is this? I'm in big trouble. I mean, big trouble. Now, this part, you're going to say, oh, you're lying to me. Don't lie to me. But it's true. Mohawk this guy. Yeah, Mohawk. 
I couldn't believe that. Hey, tell him. Tell him. It's not my fault. I didn't do it. I gotta tell who you didn't do what. Help! 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 Call the police! What's with you? Are you nuts or something? <laughs> Luckily, oh. there was this girl who saw the whole thing. You're dead, pal. And what? So now she's the one in the Mr. Softy ice cream truck who's trying to kill me. Yes, it was. Okay, so. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, it was uh, 1985, directed by Martin Scorsese. Um, now, now starring we're even, now Griffin, we're Griffin Dunn, Roseanne Arquette, Ver, Verna Bloom, Linda... I don't know. Fiorentino. Yeah, that's how you say it. Terry Carr, Gar, John Hurd. Oh, and what's his face is in this? Yep. Catherine O'Hara, that dude. What's Will his Patton. face? Catherine O'Hara. Yes, Will Patton. Oh, he plays like a bondage guy. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're gross. So, um, this is one of early Scorsese films. Uh, interesting fact is this was originally pitched to Tim Burton, and Tim Burton said, uh, Scorsese wants this. I'm going to move out of the fucking way and give it to Scorsese. So, Scorsese dipped his hand in some comedy, decided to. Um, make this film and uh, we never seen it so we decided to watch it and I mean I'm gonna let you talk about it Scott it's your what, movie. what did Tim Burton end up doing I don't he, I don't know if he did anything I just know that they originally offered it to 8586 I mean my best guess and I'll probably have to look it up is probably big to- um he was big adventures probably around that's exactly that's what probably it was. around I, I remember seeing it on something and I couldn't remember what the movie was but, but he, he did, did Pee-wee's big adventure when he was but he didn't to be drop this for Pee-wee's Big Adventure. No, no. He, he knew that Scorsese was going to be involved and decided, oh, okay, well, I, as Martin Scorsese, I'm Tim Burton. I'm going to let him direct this film. Was, yeah, so, 1985, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Which was probably a better choice for Tim Burton. <laughs> right, maybe, <laughs> right. yeah. I wonder how Tim Burton would have done this. Uh, Johnny Depp somehow would have been in it. Of course. Yeah. He would have been the bartender. It would have been like weird backgrounds and yeah. colors and ghouls and stuff yeah, all kinds of fun stuff this movie is definitely and i will like i'm gonna jump right out on the lead and say this is that i was really expecting a comedy because it says that it's a comedy right yep so i'm thinking ha, funny comedy this is not a funny haha comedy nope it is what i would probably consider a more humorous what, what's the situation word? yeah situational type comedy if that makes any sense, I, I don't even know if I'm fucking making sense right now. I'm sure the the half-witted people understand what I'm saying. Like you said, it's more like witty dark. situations, dark comedy. Dark yeah, comedy. it's it's not funny. There's some funny things that like so when you when you go back and you watch certain parts of the movie, it's it's funny in a sense that it's funny on paper, like yep. for the the like the situational aspect and the whole like the overall theme of the scenes are funny when you think about it but it's not a laugh out loud comedy what they did was they wrote all the funny parts on a piece of paper stuck it in a cab and then let it fly out the window and then made the movie just thinking maybe we remember some of the stuff that was on that piece of paper now while aaron's raging right He's now so mad right i'm now. gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna preface by saying that that does the, that it's not a bad movie by any means however what i was expecting i was given something a little bit different 
than what I was expecting, if that I don't, makes sense. I don't know. If you see the word comedy on a movie, I don't know why you expect it to be slapstick. MASH is considered a comedy. It's a dark comedy. It's about suicide. I, I don't know what to tell you guys uh, that you wanted fucking uh, Bozo's 25-minute fucking interlude of clowns smashing pies in their faces. Fucking, uh, Ooh, what movie is that? Or, or fucking Three Stooges poking each other's eyes out. The... The parts that were funny were the situations, and like I, I, I told you on Thanksgiving, I didn't think that necessarily the movie itself was hilarious, but I thought the situations in which he got himself into were ty- were quite funny. Where it's this, he has this one main objective, and it's these roadblocks that are in the way, and they're all humorous to an extent. Like when he goes to uh, Catherine O'Hara's house, and he's exactly trying what I said, trying to make the phone call, and she just keeps talking, and it's. He's trying to be the nicest guy possible, and it's just he keeps losing his mind. And it's, I think that ultimately that is a lot of fun. No, and that's what I'm saying is what I'm saying is if 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 people pick this movie up expecting like a haha comedy, Eddie Murphy '80s type movie comedy, that they're not going to get this, and it might be disappointing to some people. Again not making it a bad movie i was expecting some funny funny stuff and it was like you were saying it was situational funny yeah if I, that makes sense yes yeah i mean i sense. agree with you to that that extent but i'm not knocking it for not being like rip roaring caddyshack i didn't expect this to be caddyshack i expected it to be smart humor which technically it is i mean but if they're filed in the same category they're not it's comedy a, it's a comedy it literally says comedy drama thriller this is comedy crime drama, right? So, so when you when I get so comedy, comedy, when I get comedy, I'm thinking, you know, the same thing: the airplanes, the Caddyshacks, the you, you 48 ex- Hours, you know, things you, like that. Are you expect <laughs> that when you get a comedy slash drama? Really, um, really, kind of. I expect to laugh. I expect to at least laugh. That is, that's literally the dumbest take I've ever fucking heard. That's why I'm here. <laughs> comedy, dr- comedy dramas are supposed when I hear comedy, to be airplane. I expect right, comedy. Yeah. That, that that's so that's a terrible take. So mad. I'm Somebody's not, been I'm up not. for a long time right <laughs> no, now. No, it's not that. It's your 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 arguments. Your arguments, and I, it doesn't make any sense. It's you you a comedy drama does not is not airplane caddyshack. Those are comedy comedies. Comedy dramas, punch drunk love. Yes, it, and it's a drama. Spanglish. It's, and, and, well, Spanglish is depressing, <laughs> but it is considered a drama. Yeah, I, I get it, but there are funny parts in that. But I, what I, I'm saying is, is that that's what I was led into it with. I was more expecting that as a comedy, being as it was characterized or categorized, I should say, as a comedy. I was kind of expecting a little bit more funniness to it. I, I, I'm on the same boat. Honestly, I, I thought it was a comedy. I, the poster makes it feel like it's a comedy. It's described as a comedy. It's like you think of all these situations that you might be getting in is a comedy. And I did not laugh one time. Not once. I, I didn't find anything particularly humorous. I, it, it shouldn't be labeled as a comedy in any way, honestly. And to me, I'm sitting there going, oh, so he's... Stuck, trying to get home in New York, stuff like that. Oh, I've seen this movie, but it was funnier. It was called Adventures in Babysitting. I mean, it's See, just, I thought it's of a the different same one. kind of stuff. I thought of a movie, and this is, again, I'm just, just piggybacking right. off of your comment. I thought, okay, if I want the same type of movie that has the overnight, the dark, the lost, you're, you're in these bad situations, and it's funny, is Sex Drive. Yes. Which is 
I that's what I was kind of when I when I kind of read the whole thing about this guy, you know, oh, he's having this terrible night. That's what I was kind of thinking was, oh, okay, we might get like an early version of like a Sex Drive movie. But I, Sex Drive is just funny. It's fun. It's funnier. It's stupid. It's funny. It's more. Right. I think it's more on the comedy aspect of it. Again, that doesn't mean this is a bad movie. It is. I actually enjoyed the premise of the movie, and I was telling Aaron, I said, you know, there's so many things that happen in this movie that come back around and like kind of circle back. When when Rosanna Arquette's or Patricia, who the fuck is Rosanna? Rosanna, Rosanna Arquette. There's so many damn Arquettes. When she when she dies, and then he's in the freaking bar, and then the phone rings, and the bartender picks it up, and he's like freaking out because he's like, oh my god, you know, my girlfriend just died, and like, yeah, and I'm like. That's funny. Like it's it's funny because it's ironically funny because there's so many things that tied situations to this movie and it kind of pieced everybody together as it's like, like he this was one stuck big story. In one block and everyone in that right. block was related in some way. So no matter what he did, he was always stuck in a place that was tied into the beginning of his night. The problem for me with this movie is that I didn't care one bit about this dude. I could care fucking less. And the problem is, is they don't set him up as a sympathetic character or a character. They immediately get into his shenanigans. Like he, he's at his job. You see him talking to somebody, training somebody for half a second. Then he's reading in a, a, a book in a uh, coffee shop, meets Roseanne Arquette. And the next thing you know, he's calling that number. And, and then he, the night goes. And I didn't care one bit about this guy. I can care less about him. I, I understand the setup, though. The setup was, like, at the beginning, it was everything was very beige and office and plain right. and boring. And then he proceeds to have this crazy night with, like, weird punk people, artists and robbers and bars and, you know, gay couples. And, and I mean, so I get the contrast there and I get how they set it up. So they, right. they kind of, I think they kind of did set him up as, like, this boring dude that all of a sudden now he's having this weird night in the city no they set him up as a super sympathetic character who is trying to be uh to keep his shit together the entire night he he literally calls this number out of because it's out of the norm for him not thinking that's anything's gonna happen just you know it's late at night he didn't even think anyone was gonna pick up he set up as this like Nice guy. How do you know, though? Because of how he acted throughout the film. Because there's an hour and 30 minutes of him constantly acting the same way. Especially, like, when he goes over there and he's like, oh, he has to give this girl a back rub. And then, oh, she's making... Why would he... Why would he help her with plastic? Because he wants to fuck her. No, he didn't want to fuck Kiki. You legitimately was about to kiss and probably do something to. That's because it was a seductive. Uh, yeah, the back rope. Yeah, see, the nice guy back. But I'm, I'm telling you, like as it goes on, when he's up and up with the waitress, and he's like trying not to lose his shit. Just give me two minutes. I just want. All he wants to do is go home. He is set up as a sympathetic character. He is set up as a, a nice guy who's trying not to lose his shit. And then at the like towards the end of the movie he why god why me like he's just he the only person he's raging out on is fucking an entity that's keeping him from whatever from getting home you know like he, he starts to slowly fucking lose that nice guy and that's what you see at the end of this movie where he just gets plopped back into his chair and then it kind of goes around the office and then he's gone again and i just think it's more of like a well this guy was this guy lost it and all in one night like because of one simple uh, goal. He had one goal, and he could not achieve that goal, no matter how hard he tried. 
And then when, and all he wanted to, so his next goal was to go home and he couldn't even do that. And it was like, it just made sense. It flowed real well. It, it, it was, it was, uh, it was fun to see what next situation he got. I'll get into the only part I didn't like later, but uh, I just, I think you guys are totally missing who he was as a character. I, I, I think, I think you are, you're, you're kind of like in tunnel vision right now. No, I'm not. You're, you're hearing us say one thing and you're thinking that, cause I know Jordan and like it. I said, I did not, I didn't hate this movie. And it's I'm not in tunnel vision. And and I think right. you hear that and you're like you're like, "Oh my god, you guys so fucking get it." And I'm like, "I totally get it." I'm just saying is there was a there was a few things for me that I was expecting and it was different than what I expected. So far you're saying it's a slapstick comedy, which are, no. Uh, no, no, no. That's, that's not what you no. That's what he no, I thought mis- it was. Going. I misspoke. You thought it was going to be slapstick comedy nope. even though it literally says comedy so drama comedy. on it. So I would imagine that there's going to be funny things that will make me laugh as a comedy. Dramedies are usually like this. Anyway. But even some dram- dramedies give me things that I might laugh at because it's like, you the know, even though it was situations, funny. the situations were funny, but they weren't funny that made me enough to laugh out loud about it. Like, oh, well, like, you're okay, so you've seen a bunch of movies. <laughs> oh, well, it's not supposed to make you laugh out so you loud. you got Cheech and Chong stealing like paper mache characters and calling it art and stuff. And it's like, like, I get it. But it's not like it wasn't enough to make me be like, that is hilarious. Oh, my God, that's so funny. Hey, that one part in this movie made me laugh so fucking hard. You know, it wasn't that. I'm just and, and I think, it like I said, supposed like I said, you're, you're taking it so fucking no, personally right I'm now. Not. that I'm saying I'm that not. I thought it was a comedy. I'm not. You're just not understanding what I'm saying. And, we're, <laughs> and this is stupid because we're just talking over each other. But I'm not taking it personally. I, it, it, you just sound like you don't know what you're talking about. And it's, it's fine. I don't. I, uh, OK, obviously, that's why I'm here. <laughs> Because it's like I, these movies I'm seeing for the first time. And like I said, I, I hear these or I see these movies or I hear of these movies. And I have there's I think we all do it. There's an expectation that you have for a movie because it's not like this is like something that has come out. You haven't seen previews. You haven't heard of it. You haven't done nothing. And you're going in completely blind to a movie with no expectations. You have an expectation because we've seen trailers. We've seen people talk about it. There's 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 stuff out there that you can watch on it. And I'm just saying, as I think I was expecting different. And I think that's, that's with a lot of movies. I, I expect certain things. And sometimes I'm completely 360'd around with not getting what I'm expecting. But... then that's you basing it on what you expect and not what it is. No, not necessarily. I'm just, what I'm telling you, and and this is what I'm talking about, is that I'm I'm giving you what my expectations and my initial reactions to this movie were. That's fine, but I'm just saying you're making it sound like, well, my expectation was to laugh all the way to the bank. And it's like, that's, no, the subtlety was, the humor was subtle. It was subtle humor. It wasn't meant to be a slapstick comedy. That's, That's all I'm saying. Anyway, to uh, bring it back to his character, I know you wanted to feel sympathetic to this guy. He was sympathetic. Okay. So, you know nothing about him. He goes off on his thing. He meets Rosanna Arquette. Okay. I can feel the sympathy. Yeah, Maybe he's like a boring guy up until then. He goes to the loft, tries to almost hook up with Linda Fiorentino with the back rub thing, telling her she's got a beautiful body and stuff like that. She falls asleep. He doesn't get his chance. Then, knowing the other chick was coming, then she comes, he's trying to kind of hook up with her. She's like, no, I want to talk. She's a little crazy. He's still kind of pushing, pushing, pushing. Then they go get coffee. 
he finds out she's married, has a thing. He still wants to hook up with her. So he goes back. He's still pushing to hook up with her and then flips out on her and then takes off. Nothing sympathetic about this guy. The guy's an asshole. I, I completely disagree because <laughs> this she, guy's was, a complete asshole. she wasn't being honest with him. And the dude's like, what the fuck am I getting myself into? He, and he's like, I'm tired of calling him the dude. Um, it's Paul. Uh, yeah, and I should know that because they say it a million times in the movie. Paul. Paul. Are you lying to me, Paul? Anyways, um, no, because he's he's trying to be like, w- like what the fuck am I listening to when they go to the diner and she's? I actually laughed at the uh, save Dorothy whatever or surrender Dorothy. I thought that was funny. So uh, sorry, wasn't fucking slap your knee, throw <laughs> no, your dog that, against that, the wall. That, funny. That's a funny situation that I would think yes, it is pretty funny. That I still didn't me, laugh out loud, but it was still that, funny. That reminded me of like. Pulp Fiction, like Tarantino dialogue scene, like it didn't. It was just a throwaway thing that was put into this hour and a half long movie. It was only like five minutes long, but it just it, right. And it, Rosanna Arquette honestly is a very good bright spot to this movie. The problem is she gets killed off, and <laughs> the rest of the movie is bullshit. But the thing is, is you're saying that he's like being an asshole, but he's not. He's he's trying very hard to go with the flow, and she is kind of being oh there's joints in there and he finds the burn cream he's like what the fuck is going on and then there's whispering and he finds the book or whatever i I mean it's i don't think he's an asshole at all i think he just doesn't realize what he's getting himself into right so when he finds her dead body freaks out a little bit and then starts to pull the covers back just to keep (laughs) getting a little peek at her that's a nice guy thing to do i don't think that's what it was going it's for clearly what all I can say for. is that he wanted to peek before he took off. Growing ass adults in the eighties are very trusting of people. Oh my god, right? Very trusting of people. Here's because, my house keys. Yeah, here's my house keys. Go no, go take to, a dump in my bathroom. He had <laughs> he had to give up his keys in order to get the other guy's keys. And I thought that whole interaction with the fucking the people that lived in the building was kinda of like you don't live here, who are you? Why no, do you that's, have the it's, keys? that's what I'm saying. It's like it's one of those like, okay, that's funny. In a sense of it. But to sit there and say like would you have done the same thing would you if some guy was like listen dude I really gotta go to the bathroom and you'd be like hey use my place that's not I, what happened I'll just here's the keys I got you know you, you go he you go take care go, of my place he had to go get a key to unlock the the register and he ended up in the bathroom that's what I'm saying like he was like, washing his face right and, it, and so he goes and uses this guy. Like, so would you just offer up your place and be like, you know, know what here I would you do? go. Here's my keys. I would have just walked home in the rain. You're you're an adult man. Like, walk home. It's, it's like, you fun. couldn't get on the subway. Great. Fine. You suck. You didn't have enough money. I get it. Walk home. It's far. Don't care. Okay. He got it. He would have got a lot further away from all the shenanigans if he would have just walked. So the part that did kind of make me laugh home. was when he was in the cab. So when the cab driver picked him up. Oh, man, that guy was pissed. And that guy was just weaving in and out of traffic. He's sliding across the backseat. He's holding the oh shit handle. You know, and he's just. Hey, could you slow down? Just banging across the backseat. I was like, I was like, that's, that's funny. I mean, that's kind of funny. You know what that reminded me of? (laughs) Fucking Scrooged. Yes. (laughs) The cab. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, that, that would have been funny. Would have been. You guys can talk about how much you hated it. I'll just sit back. I just, I'll just sit back and, re- I, and argue I, your point. I feel like with Scott, I, I did feel like I was kind of sold a bill of goods, and it didn't deliver. I mean, I'm thinking it's 1985. I'm thinking it's a comedy. I'm thinking this is the time where like a lot of those John Hughes movies were coming out, things like that. This is, I mean, if you look at uh, what was it? Uh, what's that John Hughes movie? They're all in school. God, why can't I? Remember Breakfast it? Club. Breakfast Club. That is not. Laugh out loud funny, but there are funny moments in that movie. That is 
I would say it's almost like you would say, a, a dark comedy or a, a dramedy. There is a lot of drama to that comedy, but it still delivers on funny. This didn't deliver on the funny I thought it was going to deliver on. If I had gone in with a different mindset, maybe, but I'd still, I don't, I feel like there are movies that did this premise, but better. And it just, I, I don't know. Like I said, there was something about it that just didn't click with me. I, I, I get the situations. I, I understand it. I didn't find any of it funny. And, and it just, and it, it bothered me because I wanted it to be something more than it was. And it just didn't deliver. And I, it does feel like maybe Martin Scorsese should stick to what he's good at. He is good at the drama. He is good at other things. Comedy is not one of them. And it just, it just fell short for me. Yeah, I mean, it's, I would say three quarters of the way, like three quarters of the movie is is actually, the storyline is pretty decent. Right. And then it it almost, it does fall off a little bit with the ending, with this whole mob chase thing, because it just seemed a little over the top. And it did kind of lose me a little bit on the ending. But like I said, the whole storyline was actually, when you look back, and I know this is this is going to make no sense when you say the storyline is funny, when, you know, you look at everything kind of coming back around and the situations this guy gets in, I think had it had a different ending maybe, maybe this movie would have closed out better, which doesn't necessarily, I, I don't know, I think that it was still okay with the ending, with, you know, the, the, the whole stealing the paper mache dude statue yeah. again, you know, and with the Cheech Chong characters and stuff. You know, I mean, that was... That was it. Kind of led him right back to the bank again, or to the whatever the hell yeah, place he worked, the off, the word processing place. You know, so it was like I get the whole when you look at the story as a whole, what they were trying to do. That whole part of it, I didn't necessarily like the whole mob thing where he's running from the mob and they were just disregarding everything and they were in the streets with their fucking pitchforks and their tiki torches and shit trying to find this guy. And there's already posters of him on the freaking on the the phone poles and shit. And I'm like, okay, I, there are certain times I can suspend disbelief. I, I was kind of like, okay, I think we're rushing an ending. And that part I didn't like. It's like the, of the, the movie. story of the first half of the movie is good. I, I, I'll give you that. I mean, up to the half a point, it, it's a, it's a solid movie. Like it may not be a comedy. Like I think it was a comedy, but it was a solid movie. And it about halfway through, I feel like they just kind of, eh, you know what I mean? Like it just kind of fell apart. Things started happening that made no sense, you know. And then it just, like you said, it just kind of ends, and you know he's back at work. And then I'm sitting there going, okay, so did he, did he go back? Is, is he back at work? Did, did he go out on a Friday night? And does he work on a Saturday? Like when did he go out? When when did this happen? Like this movie, just middle of the night on a Monday, right? Like he just decided on a Tuesday to go uh, read a book and then get into these shenanigans, and next thing you know, he's back at work the next day. I, I don't. It just feels weird, and you know, I'm not saying it's a terrible movie. I just, for me, it wasn't what I wanted it to be. And I'm. What you about know, you? Fine. What about you, Aaron? What, what did about, you think? What about me? I've already told you what I thought. <laughs> told you a million times what I thought. George over here telling Martin Scorsese not to do comedies. Alice Don't, doesn't live. Doesn't live here anymore. Fucking incredible movie. So I don't want to hear your doesn't need to do movies crap. And when you don't know what you're talking about, I don't I don't get it. It's you guys keep going back to the same thing. It is it's good movie. It's a fucking good movie. I don't I don't know how else to say it. It's it made sense. It was it, this guy was it's pretty linear. It, it there's a million movies like this. One goal. 
Right. There's a million obstacles. This did it very well for a movie that we watched in 2022 that was made in 1985, whatever. I, I just, I don't, I don't, there's nothing left to argue. I, I, the weird thing is Pee-wee's Big Adventure actually is the same premise. All he wanted was his bike. It's just a series of funny events all the way up to getting his bike. And it ends up back where he starts. God, maybe Tim Burton would have done better. I don't know. If you're trying to cope me, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. <laughs> I had you for a second. You're like, no, motherfucker, where's he going? I knew where you were I just, going. I just want to paint the picture for people listening. Oh. Is Jordan and I are talking. Aaron is like on his phone, probably just so rubbing bad. holes into his he's screen. No, no, no. Right I'm, and I he's, was looking up uh, things about the movie. And I could just, I, every, every, every time out of the corner of my eye, I could just see his head shaking. And I could just. I could, it's he's like scratching his neck and he's just well, like his my, fists his fists my, are clenching my, my <laughs> fake beard itches I, I think there was a lot of people in this movie that I feel we're like I think we're wasted as far as their talents go like Catherine O'Hara is much better than I think this movie allowed her to be um, I didn't hate her character I just think she, you know it could have been better Terry Gar I don't know that whole character was weird to me because yeah like you said their people are way too trusting like she's working at the bar and then decides to quit the bar but it's hanging out at the bar and then says let's go back to the bar and then that's all people you know, wanted to do in the 80s my, was fuck well it's, well, the, it's random, in the morning <laughs> the random dude on the street when he walks up and he's like man listen I really had a shitty night I just need to use your phone and the guy takes him back to his apartment thinking he's gonna bang him oh the gay guy yes <laughs> Yes. He's just like, so I don't normally do this. And he's like, Lily, I just wanted to use your phone, man. I got to <laughs> say, for a movie made in 1985, they were very open about uh, gay relationships and gay people in this movie because, you know, that was not a very good time, I'd say, you know, for, you know, gays uh, in cinema. And they've got, you know, two guys, you know, granted they're the typical you just know, making out, you know, you know dudes in leather out. making out. But it was on screen, like it was right there. And no one. Like, the main character didn't even, like, bat an eye thinking, that's weird. And he was just like, eh, fuck it, it's New York. And then the bartender's like, ah, I don't care. No one gave a damn about it. And then when he's talking about how his girlfriend just OD'd and, you know, the main character was like, oh, really? What can you say? You know? But they're just, it's 1985. They said a lot of things. But that's what he said. That's their line. um, But, you know, he's... You know, they interacted and they were all part of the conversation. It wasn't like some weird anomaly. Just, it was a thing. Um... Yeah, the gay guy picking him up on the street was a little weird. I mean, just way a lot of trusting people. Very trusting. Four yeah, in the morning, you know, random stuff happening. Sure, trust this one guy. And, and this movie kind of makes so it makes sense to where I, I said last week is that I saw the preview to this at Tarantino's theater. Okay. At the beginning of Pulp Fiction, like before they play Pulp Fiction. After seeing this movie, I see where Tarantino gets his his stylistic, the dialogue type stuff. Because it was almost like watching, if you didn't know anything about this movie, and you and you lumped it in with like all Tarantino's movies, you'd think, oh, this is very much a Tarantino movie. With right. The, with the dialogue, the, the, the short, quick stories, the, the quick lines you know, the dialogue between two people and just some of the weird anecdotal stuff that they have. I mean, that's the first thing I said. I was like, I'm like, man, Aaron is going to love this movie because it is, it is like straight up almost like the Tarantino playbook. This right. Is, like you is, said, this the... is like, in, this is like his miles Finch book that has like, you know, he's got the chickens cut out and stuff. Right. This is Tarantino's and he's got like the, the pictures of after hours in his little handbook. And he's like, you know, he's like, I've got a lot of these great stories in my hand. And there are some moments where some of that dialogue does shine through. Like you said, with the, uh, um, you know, the Dorothy story in the diner, like that was 
if you didn't know it was a Scorsese movie and you want to put it in terms of, you know, you know Tarantino, that is a very Tarantino-esque monologue. It is a, a, a little aside that only shows you a little bit of a character. It doesn't have anything to do with the story. And it's really good. There was another moment where he's doing the back rub and he's talking about the seeing the he was in the hospital and he had to wear the blindfold and you think there's that story is going to go somewhere and it kind of peters off and it kind of brings back to when he's flipping through the the burn victim book and i think that's why he reacted weird but you don't really get a whole lot of why because that story stopped so you didn't hear the end of that story so it's there are shining moments in this movie that I did enjoy as far as dialogue and, you know, overall, like, you know, movie type stuff. It's just for me from start to finish, I feel like the movie, like I said, fell apart halfway through and a lot of the stuff felt kind of just we threw it in because we didn't have much else to do. And that's I just feel like the story fell apart and it sucks because it is a Martin Scorsese movie. He is a better filmmaker than what I watched. And, you know, I like I said, I just didn't enjoy this as a comedy. I, I just I don't know. And I know I keep saying it and it's just Aaron just burning. I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't care. I'm not going to freak cheese, out on put a lump of cheese on his head. My and thing is, is I don't I'm not going to hate you for not liking a movie. I like I just feel like you guys don't like it for the like for the wrong reasons and if that makes any sense like 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 and dislike whatever you want i'll never be like hey i hated how his eyebrows met in the middle <laughs> oh god that was annoying that was only in some scenes i was what i was trying to say is you guys can hate whatever you want you can like whatever you want i don't care i will never hate you i uh, for liking or disliking a movie that i particularly like I just think your arguments are for this film are shallow. Whereas, yes, this is a movie that has been done a million times up until now, but this is where it started. And I think it it there is a ton of Scorsese in this. I think there's a ton of of New York in this, almost where it's like it's its own character in this film. I feel like um, a lot the, the dialogue in this is masterful. The just the situations themselves, the set pieces when he goes back to the Terry Gar's apartment and there's like all the rat mouse traps set up and so weird. he's like he's trying to he she's trying to bang him and he's just trying to get his keys and all he wants to do is wait for his keys and it's just like all these chicks are just throwing themselves at him and he just wants to get the fuck home and if you was that douchebag like you said why didn't he screw them all because he had the chance he had the chance to fuck Catherine O'Hare he had the chance to fuck Terry Gar he didn't he just wanted to get the fuck home because of the circumstances in which he has been put in um I mean, right. He, he threw his fingerprints all over a dead woman and then posted signs saying dead woman over here. I'm an idiot. I'm going to fucking go. He goes back. He's an idiot. He goes back to the apartment, gets the 20. Um, I just, I, I don't, there's, I don't know, man. I, 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 I love this film. I thought it was perfect for the type of films that we love. I, I mean, I've never really seen anybody give this a bad review. This is the first time. So I'm honestly shocked. I, I, my, my argument is, my only argument is Scott's. Well, it wasn't. It didn't make me laugh, so it's not a comedy. It's like, all right, dude, you're. That's not. You know, it's not the zookeeper. It's but not John, fucking. Remember, movies are not one size fits all. I understand that, and that's why I don't hate you for it. But I don't. Yeah, but I'm just but saying. Me being like, well, I hated this movie because wasn't. It wasn't an action film. There was not enough gun violence for me in this. It'd be like Again, in saying action, it'd be like if somebody sold you a western, and it says it's a western. 
and there was no Western in it. You'd be like, well, that's weird. It says it's a Western, but there's really no Western in it. And it is weird because the main actor, Griffin Dunn, I think either won or got nominated for a Golden Globe for comedy in this movie. And I'm sitting there going... Well, whatever, they, man. The Martian got the Martian got nominated for Golden Globe for comedy. That no, wasn't I, no, a I'm just saying, like, you know, that's that's stupid too. That wasn't funny in in, in the slightest. Um, I, like I just I I like that movie. I just that's not funny. Um, but yeah, I just I don't not into this as a comedy, and I think that's what soured me a little bit. I mean, aside from I don't think the story was all that great. I was expecting the high highbrow comedy the subtleness i was expecting because it's martin scorsese i mean that's what you get even in the departed it's the same way or you know pick a pick a scorsese film uh goodfellas casino what whatever just pick one and it's all the same type of comedy it's not haha make you you laugh funny it's just that subtle you know one line or two lines of dialogue right but this was being kind of like i'm saying it's sold as a this is Martin Scorsese's delve into the comedy realm. But it's not. because It's not, because it's not funny. <laughs> no, it's not, because it wasn't his first comedy film. But it's not funny either. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> now, I guess with that being said, so if, if we looked at this and that comedy was off, would a crime drama type movie... Would that have changed your perspective going into it? If, if it did not say it was a comedy? I mean... Because I think it would have probably done it for me. It would have sold it a little differently for me. I think I would have gone into it knowing it was feeling different. Um, I still, like I said, I think story-wise it still kind of fell off halfway through for me. But maybe it would have felt a little different. Just like I wouldn't say Tarantino's Pulp Fiction is a comedy. There are parts in it that are funny. There are parts in it that are, are dark comedy. I do laugh at some parts of that movie. Uh, would I list Pulp Fiction as a comedy? No. Is it listed um, as a comedy? I don't know. I'm just saying, right like, now. I just, for that, me... That's how I felt the same. I felt like it was kind of on par with, like, a Pulp nah, Fiction. No, it's listed as crime drama. Right. So if this movie was listed as a crime drama and there just happened to be some moments where it's like, okay, that's kind of funny. The situation is funny. You know, oh, look, Will Patton's some weird sex slave dude from, you know, Germany? I don't know. Uh, you know, it's 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 a weird... That made me laugh. I mean... You weren't very nice. You should apologize. <laughs> but yeah, I think but... when you get those laughs in something that's not packaged as a comedy. Like, it's, it's a little bit more... I think it's unexpected. Because I, I was... Like I said, as a comedy, it's packaged as a comedy. You're sitting there kind of waiting. You're like, okay. When's like, the I, funny Yeah, coming? like, I'm, I'm waiting for the funny. Yeah. And it's, like I said, not necessarily... I was just sitting there going, okay, I'm waiting for the funny. Come on, wait for the funny. But just knowing that it was packaged as a comedy... I was kind of I was confused if that makes sense. It'd be like like you were saying, like if Pulp Fiction was packaged as a comedy, you'd be like I don't I don't see it. Well, like you said, you uh, I spent forty minutes deciding if this is a comedy or not. It's not. Um, <laughs> like what well, because the eighties had a lot of these types of movies. We're stuck in one place. We got to get to another, and we can't get there because shit keeps happening. Even in like late seventies, you got the Warriors. They're trying to get from one place to another, and there's a lot of things that happen. That's you know not a comedy. I'm just saying that's the situation that happened. You've got like I said, adventures and babysitting. You've got Risky business. You've got all these movies that do this premise. I expected, I think, a little bit more from Martin Scorsese. I expected, you know, to have more moments that I thought were good and funny. And like I said, halfway through, just it feels like it just kind of fell apart. And and that's what kind of just it bored me. Like I was bored, and I didn't want to be bored by this movie. I genuinely 
looking at the cast and reading the synopsis and talking about it last week, I was genuinely excited to watch this movie. And I think that excitement went away and it kind of bummed me out because I did genuinely want to like this movie. And because of all the parts involved made me excited to watch this. I was genuinely excited to watch it. And that excitement went away and I was bored and I was left wanting something different. And that's, you know, that's basically all I'm going to say about it because that's... That's what it was. I, well, you better I felt say more because we still have twenty minutes. We of have the show. Ghostbusters to talk about. <laughs> I've all seen it. You've seen it. We have a lot to fill. So for me, like I said, it just it, it fell apart, and I was left wanting. And that it, it, it genuinely this does depress me that it is not something I enjoyed as much as I should have, knowing that I do like these kinds of movies. All right. Well, I'm going to champion this film. Uh, okay. that, did you, we want to give our scores? Yes, then? please. Go ahead, Scott. It's your movie. Now, while I think you completely disappointed what I was telling you, oh, Jesus. I enjoyed. Is this a comedy? <laughs> right. I like I said, I enjoyed this movie, and I thought it was. I thought up to the the point of like I said, the whole angry mob thing. I thought it was actually a, a fairly comical premise, and I I liked a lot of the things in it with the stories and kind of just this whole. I like that whole. Lost in the city, gotta, you know, I'm fucked, I lost all my money, I have no, and then the kind of the shenanigans that ensue with that stuff. Now, I know it probably seems like I was completely shitting on this movie, but I, I actually, like I said, enjoyed this movie up until the very ending part of it. And I think that probably the dialogue was good. I think for like your basic moviegoer person, this might be a film that they could sit down and watch. As long as you don't take it as that it's going to be a comedy, oh I think God. if you take it as a as a like a drama, you know, crime type movie, you're, you're probably going to go in with a little bit different expectation. I guess we know the name of the show is going to be. It's not a fucking comedy. It's a comedy of errors. Jesus Christ! You know, and and get pissed all you want. Like I said, I give this movie a three because I didn't hate it like you think I hated it. I was just I don't care putting it out there into the universe, into the multiverse, is that it was uh, it was different than advertised. Okay, Jordan. It's not a comedy. So I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Flips over the table. No, I mean we've said all we said. My my score is a one and a half. I'll never watch this movie again. What? Sorry, I'll never Fuck watch it again. I didn't you. enjoy it. I was bored. I fell asleep. I had to rewatch the end. I didn't like it. I'm sorry. I, and. You will like what you like. I, I just I didn't. We'd like to thank everybody for listening I, to the I'll Watch It Later podcast. No, this will be our last no, episode. No, no, and you know I think I think the, the the show thrives and and opinions thrive when they're not always on par with the other person. So for me, it's a one and a half. I'm sorry. It's you know it is what it is. I just didn't like it. Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> fuck you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, to me, I absolutely. Fucking adored this film. This moves into the pantheon of of higher tier film for me with the with your good fellows and your uh, taxi driver. Even though I've never seen Taxi Driver, but uh, it moves in. Hey, do you own that one? Yeah, I do. It's right there. What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, you know the Pulp Fictions and the, the the There Will Be Bloods and all that stuff. I think this movie it sits right on the shelf of the. With that, I want it. I want it so bad. I, I had decided an hour into this film it was a five. However, there was the ending, and the ending. I actually read today that the ending 
Scorsese had to get like people involved because he could, he got like uh, what's his face from um, Blowout and uh, Scarface and uh, De Palma. Yeah, he he got De Palma's uh, insight. He got Spielberg's insight. He got a bunch of directors to try to figure out how to end this film. And the one thing I told Scott I did not like about this movie was the end. I didn't like that these people just thought that they could burst into like private residence in order to find this dude. I thought it was not rushed, but I just thought that that whole ending sequence felt like it didn't fit with the rest of the film. It just it just didn't make any sense. I don't feel like they would burst into a apartment after they've been on the streets all night or they burst into a bunch of apartments. Any, anyways, I digress. So that alone kind of was like, ah, oh, man, you were right there, but the finish line, is, you fucked it up at the finish line. Um, so I'm going to give this movie a four and a half, but that doesn't mean this. It, it's that it's a, you know, that it isn't, it's a, like, it's almost a five, but it is a four and a half because of that crappy ending. Like, if I watch the whole thing and I just turn it off where the part where he goes back into the club and everyone's gone, dances with the old lady and goes downstairs, it's a five. But that, oh, that last ten minutes just really stuck in my crawl. It gears. did. And, uh, <laughs> um, and to everybody's thing here, I'm not actually angry i just i don't know how to process this information because it's such a good fucking movie and it's so like 80s and it's like the pantheon of 80s and it's just these these people that you're gonna see have just amazing careers with this incredible dialogue and the cinematography is so fucking good and it's just it's just a good movie and i I just can't fathom a one and a half for this especially when like Everybody loves it. Not saying you have to be like everybody. That's fine. I, there's plenty of movies that everybody loves that I hate, and that's fine. I get it. So I'm not mad. I, I'm fine. I just I don't know how to react in this situation you know for who, such you know a what, big movie. You know what did this premise better? Oh my god! Oh my god! So much better. <laughs> Super bad. I'm just kidding. I was really just gonna get up and be like, "You guys finish this episode. I'll be back for this." Oh episode. man. Um, what? They're just trying to get home and. Funny things keep happening to these guys, man. They just no, want to. No, it's that's not. I'm just saying it fits <laughs> in that category of a. You have a single goal and you get, you know, craziness ensues. But anyways, um, I get what you're saying. So Scott, hit the music. So everyone, uh, happy holidays. Our fucking December um, event is here. I will be picking the first movie, and I actually didn't run this one by you. So if you. <laughs> I don't know. I, I went completely out of left field. I, I fucking I jumped when I might when I should have sh- shaked. And I think I we've just, all seen Home Alone. Though. No, I just I didn't. It's the new Home Alone. I just, just came out. I'm, plus. I'm making a, an educated guess here. If not, you can cut all this out, and then you can put my You're going out on an edu- uh, executive order here. Yeah, I just I I like John Cusack. I'm going with for my holiday pick, Ice Harvest. This is Charlie Arglis, the most talented mob lawyer in all of Kansas. Did I mention to you that I really wish you wouldn't do that? Yeah. I'm going to break his fingers. As an attorney, I advise you to cease and desist. I'm almost done. If you are what you do, and you never do anything, then what are you? Our finest gifts we bring. How much? $2,147,000. Anybody 
But a lawyer would consider the consequences. Does this mean you're rich, Charlie? Because if you are, we could run away together. It is a thought. Leaving witch town? Damn right it's a thought. I should be home in Kansas City watching my kids open their Christmas presents. Now I gotta waste the whole day looking for that nitwit. Have you seen Charlie tonight? No. You just missed him. Maybe we should leave now. In case you haven't noticed, there's a hockey rink out there. Boy, I didn't realize how slippery that was. You going somewhere, Mr. Arglist? No. That guy you thought might be looking for you? He is. Just act normal for a few hours and we're home free. Yo, ho, ho! It's good to see you! I want to know, when I use the word normal... I think I scraped my tummy. If we're understanding it the same way, don't poke. Hurry up. seen it never heard it i've seen it oh that's fine that's okay it, we haven't that's seen fine it. no I've that's fine that's the rules yes. so iced ice ice harvest, harvest. Hmm. Okay. So it looks set like a, a it's not a comedy it looks like a crime thriller billy bob thornton's in it <laughs> a crime thriller crime is a package as a comedy though uh, no it's <laughs> not i don't think so no. but it's definitely a holiday film so that is what we're going with we're doing uh the Ice Harvest, I didn't pull up any information about it because I was so enraged. Um, with, God, I'm so sorry. No, not just you. Uh, with fucking, it's not a comedy over here. Um, damn, sorry, I burped. Uh, oh, it has terrible, uh, it's directed by Harold Ramis. <laughs> has yes. terrible reviews. Yeah, has terrible reviews. Oh my so God, excited. it's a comedy drama. 2005. Yeah, 2005. This better fucking make me laugh. John Cusack, Billy Bob. You just said you've seen it. I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> Connie Nilsson, Oliver Platt, Randy Quaid. I mean, all-star cast just of a bunch of people. Um, the premise is, as the attorney... As the attorney... As the attorney for a mobster, Randy Quaid, Charlie Arglist, John Cusack, has access to some not-so-clean money, which he... Readily embezzles with the help of an associate, Vic, Billy Bob Thornton, on Christmas Eve. And two partners decide to hightail the money, but the ice storm sweeping through. The area delays their departure, so 2005 ice that's, harvest. That, that's weird. That it's only an hour pick, and 30 minutes. It's weird that you picked this movie because the other movie that you asked about the other night was Trapped in Paradise, and that's kind of got the same premise. I know. They're just trying to get out of the one spot, but they just can't, so... <laughs> I uh, yeah, I've never good. seen that either. Um, I wasn't gonna go mix nuts. It got some. It has a ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and not that I care about Rotten Tomatoes. I really don't. But I just <laughs> don't. Sometimes it's hard to really justify if it's that low. Yeah, it's hard because I don't want to sit here and talk about a shitty movie for. You know, this is one of those like mixed nuts, like ninety nine percent critics and like ten percent audience. No, it's ten percent critics and like a twenty seven percent audience. That's the yeah. one with um Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I was also I also thought the ref, but that's okay. Well, have I you seen the ref? I love the ref. Oh, okay, cool. One of my favorite holiday movies. I, I hate Christmas. I hate the holidays. But honestly, that is one of my top movies. Okay. I mean, it's just really good. I've never seen it, so oh, I guess I'll have to you please watch it. Yeah, and I don't own it. I don't even think you can own it. So I don't know. I think it was only on DVD. But uh, and we're talking about some different movie. The ref. Okay, don't so worry about the ref. This <laughs> the ice harvest. The ice harvest is what we're going with. All right. So speaking of Harold Ramis, directed this movie. Uh, what did you guys think of uh, Ghostbusters? I, I so I well, mean, it wasn't Aaron, a comedy. Aaron, Aaron and I already kind of knew we were waiting on you. To I know, see I know. It. But so I went and I, saw it with him. Yeah. So I, I'm thinking Aaron and I have discussed this 
What did you think of the movie? I cried. Yeah. It was so we good. All, I think we it all was cried. so good. I. <laughs> it was the perfect amount of nostalgia without it being so crammed down your throat to where it's like, okay, whatever, shut up. We get it, we get it, we get it. So I'm going to get to the real, real here. I think the first hour of that movie is super fucking boring, but I think the second half is so good that you can forget about it. And I felt that the way when I went back and saw it with you too. It's just with that whole setup with fucking Paul Rudd and the kids and all that stuff. I don't mind. It's slow. As, it's as, a little slow. As, as I said before, I don't mind kids in a movie. It just, I didn't, I did not care about Wolf Wolfhorn's fucking life and the, and but I but what I did tell Jordan and I think I told Scott too is I like that the there was a bait and switch with the trailer where oh, you yeah. think it's going to be about Wolfhard and it winds up being about the girl right um, and uh, let me look her name no she's she was great and it's got subtle nods to everything and so it's the second that movie starts and you get that original music from the first Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. It just hit me, and it just—that's what grabbed me, and it didn't let go until literally the last set. Like the, when we watched that second after credit scene, everything about that movie had me just like so happy, and I found myself smiling at parts. And then, like I said, I cried when you needed to cry, <laughs> and I'm just going, "Yes, this is how you do it." It had nothing to do with all women. It had nothing to do with Ugh. all that stuff. What it had to do was is that they decided to take the original premise of the movie the original two movies and say fuck them both we don't need their shit we're gonna do our own thing and that's why that movie failed to me this movie said no we acknowledge all this Mm -hmm. we acknowledge that everything happened and we're gonna build on it we're gonna build a new world and a new universe by bringing everything back and saying this existed we acknowledge that we acknowledge everything if, if almost anything they don't even acknowledge that second movie like there is nothing from that second movie that is uh, tied to this. Maybe some of the pieces, so like some of the like some of the like gadgets and stuff from the second movie. I, I think I think what's going to happen is that when I get this movie on Blu-ray or whatever, I'm going to go and pause it on Egon's special little lab underneath and try to find things that remind me of everything else. Because they walk in and she goes over and sees the spores and molds and fungus, and I'm sitting there goes, "He, that's what he collects." McKenna, and you know, McKenna like, Grace is her name. Yes, and so. yeah, like just. There is so much in this movie that you're just, it's candy for the eye, it's candy for the ear, and it's just everything you kind of want. And the only thing, honestly, that I feel was so kind of stupidly shoehorned in was um, the character Ivor Shandor. I, Ivan Shandor? I, no, it's Ivo. I-V-O. It's it was, Ivo Shandor. That was I, I-V-O-N. No, I-V-O. Ivo Shandor. And he's played by... Um, J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. And it's like, at some point, you're like, is this guy going to be in everything? It, does he now need to just be in every movie? He's he's the white um, well, Samuel was, Jackson. Like, he he's was, just in everything. He and, was in the game. Not as J.K. Simmons, but he was in the Ghostbusters video game. So yeah, it makes sense to kind of look I just, it all back. I, I feel like he was the only piece of this movie that I felt didn't really need to belong. Yeah, I mean, it, I could see that. That was it, a throwaway it scene. Yeah, it just wasn't anything. It just, that, uh, right. it just connected him to this thing. I thought I didn't. Everything mind connected it. him. Like it, 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 literally, the town was built by him. That character, like the, the the mine was his. The whole story revolved around him. I liked how they tied it into where that's where they mined all the ore to build the beams that built the building. Like there's so much yeah. connection that was it was perfect, and to throw him 
in a glass coffin at the bottom of the mine <laughs> just kind of felt tacked on. Like that's the only real part. I was able that to kind of weird. overlook that whole yeah, thing no, because of kind of the stuff from the first movie. And I think right. what this movie really did like service wise for me, and I don't know if it did it for you as well, is the fact that they took these kids and they gave them all the Ghostbusters shit and just let them go hog wild ape right? shit. And I was thinking to myself, this is every kid's dream oh is to God, drive yes. Ecto one and shoot at ghosts. We should watch Hogwild. Um, <laughs> oh, I've seen it. <laughs> no, I, I I got that exact same feeling. Like it was, it brought me back to how I felt seeing the original movie, and then how I felt rewatching the second one in the theater when I was growing up. And it's just it. That's the world I wanted, and and I I wanted a proton pack. I I, I had a trap when I was younger. I collected the the real Ghostbusters cartoon toys with the toilet that came alive and all that shit. Like everything about this movie called to my 10 year old 8 year old 5 year old whatever self and I think that's what was great about it and it gave something new to kids now to bring them in so like I'm sitting there going I love all the references I love all the little things that remind me of that first movie and then you've got a story that you're right I thought it was going to be about Finn Wolfhard's character they did sell it that way where it's like oh my god he's going to be the focus and he could have he's a secondary character he was the driver you didn't really need him and it was all about that little girl, but it wasn't in a, oh my God, girl power sort of way where it shoved it into your face. It was a natural progression that she was the literal reincarnation of Egon Spangler. You know, she was very smart. She was it, it wasn't a genius. Forced no, and it was It perfect. wasn't forced, and I've said this a million times, give us female characters that are not forced, like Ray. I, I, you know, I'll always go back to Ray. I think Ray's a good character. I don't think she's a Mary Sue or whatever the internet likes to call her, but... Just give me good characters like this, and I don't care because it's not being forced down my throat. It's natural, no, and it's, it was perfect. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, like my only complaint is the the name podcast for the kid, but otherwise that kid was funny. Yeah, uh, you know he had some funny moments. Like he, at the end, uh, he had a moment where you know he's like, "Hey, you know you survived whatever and destroying a god." You know, he's like, "Oh, can I interview for my podcast? What's your podcast?" And he names it, and the guy goes, "Oh, Ray's like." I've listened to that. That's great. And he goes, you're my subscriber. And I'm like, I feel that on a very fucking personal level right now. Where it's like, I feel like this conversation right now is speaking to about three people. So, like, I, there was a lot where a lot of the new and a lot of the old mixed so well, it didn't feel like they just shoehorned things in. And at the end, and again, spoilers, if you don't want to know about it, don't fucking listen. Um, When they bring the three original living members back... It was great, and then they bring back Egon in such a yes. a good way. And it like, wasn't the Star Wars Princess Leia type shit, no. because that's the one problem I have with that fucking Star Wars with Princess Leia at the end of that thing. Ugh. It just made her look so terrible. Yeah. And in the, the end of this, he does not talk. It's just emotions and facial expressions. And I'm glad and they didn't. it was perfect. I'm glad he didn't talk, because honestly, in nowhere in any of the other uh, show, uh, movies did Ghost talk. So it kind of felt on par where how it should have been. Um, it was really kind of, I think it was just a perfect way to kind of send him off as a character and for Harold. Like like those, the movie put on there, for Harold. And that was great. And he was there to help his granddaughter. He was there to help the guys. He was there to finish his job. And he made amends with his daughter. And that was it. He found his reason. And he was gone. And it's... 
it still doesn't it, it doesn't go on to like go too philosophical with like what happens in the afterlife what happens does it go to heaven does it go to no it's just this is what he did this is why he was here and he finished his job he, he finished his job as a ghostbuster and now it's setting up a bigger world where now ernie hudson is like i i need to we need to do this you know the the, the obviously the job isn't done i'm going to you know get the the firehouse back i got ecto one back i'm gonna fix her up and he's got the money he's got the talent he's going to open a world up and i think this was the best way to bring out a franchise whereas like i said in that 2016 version they just shit on the original and didn't respect the source material they, they tried to take the same concept and ruined it yeah and in this movie well it's not even the same the storyline is exactly the same it's totally predictable you know what's going to happen i knew exactly at the end what was going to happen but you know what i loved every goddamn second of it oh yeah the second that flat top fucking <laughs> gozer bitch comes out of the hole i'm like <laughs> yes thank you that's exactly what I want. I want these dogs. I want these two to hook up. I want this to happen. And everything was just perfect. And, and you can call it a rehash of the original story. I don't care. Yep. They did it great. Didn't matter. It was perfect. And and I want to go see it again. I want to show my kids. I, I want that. I'm happy that it, this can now be put on the shelf next to Ghostbusters 1 and 2. And you have a legit trilogy of movies. And, and, and it's great because even when they market this, like a lot of these places are saying, you know, pre-order this one and buy the first two. They're acknowledging that that, that 2016 version doesn't belong in this group. And we all acknowledge that. And we all. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I love this movie. It's great. And it's, it's, it plays so much to nostalgia and it makes me so happy. And I was very excited to go see it. And I'm going to go see it again. And I'm going to own it. And I'll see it. Aaron? I just went. He, no, it's so good. And then, no, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I was, He's still so mad about my one. I'm not. He doesn't I'm even not. want to look at me right no, now. No, I was just letting you cream your pants, bro. <laughs> cream away. Uh, you said everything I was going to say, so it's all good. Man, this is before the snack show that we're going to record, so he's not even like I'm liquored up right now with seltzers. Mad. He's going to punch me by the end of the I'm night. I'm not. I agreed with everything you said. I was just letting you do your thing. By the end of by the end of, by the end of the, all hey, the seltzers the less, and drinks, we're going to be like just they're going to so, be mouth kissing. The less oh. talking I have to do, the better, man. You, you want to ramble about <laughs> Ghostbusters for twenty minutes? You go ahead right I, ahead. I like the movie. That's oh. Good. So it was fun. I cried, and I don't. And that doesn't happen very often. Do we want to score? No. score or do you just want to just leave it at that? I mean, if I'm scoring, it's a it's a four and a half. Okay, for me, it's just a, it's a fun fucking movie, man. I mean, it's just it just telling people that haven't. <laughs> Who the fuck is arguing? You have to understand. Who's we have, arguing? You, you, we have Who fucking is listeners arguing with you. We have fucking listeners. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking to the people out there. <laughs> yeah, but you're like you got to understand. It's a fun movie. You're screaming into the mic. Like, you know, no one's arguing. Everyone, we all agree. Hey, Aaron, what'd so, you give it? <laughs> um, so, uh, like I said earlier, uh, the first hour is, it's hard, but I, I still like it. It's just, it's really hard to watch. Um, but I, I'm going to give it three and a half because I really, I do like it. And I don't find it offensive in any way. I, I'll watch it a million times when it comes on. I'll eventually show Parker. Uh, it's I love the ending. I, I think, I don't know if it will age well, but it, it looks good. It's fun. And I, I mean, I, like I saw it twice. I, I, I loved it. So why, do, uh, why wouldn't you think it aged well? Like would it age? I well? don't think it will age well is what I'm saying. The yeah, only just, thing that didn't age well in this movie was Bill Murray. 
No, that's that I'm dude looked like he got run over. I'm by just a saying, truck. In a everybody else, Ernie just, Hudson did not age. That dude looks good. I'm just saying, in ten years, it might I might feel differently. I, I don't know. It's just um, that's all. I think it. I think like uh, the CGI and stuff is really good in it and stuff like that. I just don't. I don't know how Harold will look in ten years. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it, it it was a very it was very jarring for a second to kind of see and, him, like because at the beginning of this movie they they kind of. You know that's him running through the field. That you know that's him with the trap. You know that's him with at the farmhouse. But they don't show him. Right. So you get that essence of Harold Ramis. You get that essence of Egon. But you don't really see him. He doesn't speak. So they don't ruin it too much by overdoing it. The when you see you know his little ghost hand holding his granddaughter's hand on the the, the photon pack, and I'm sitting there going, Oh, thank God. I think that was good it did look a little weird it almost like almost crosses that uncanny valley where it's like okay that's a little too real looking but they did it pretty well if did you get did you score it yet what did you score it? yeah three and a half okay but my but my thing and what i was trying to say is that um it hits all of our nostalgia buttons i'm saying in 10 years when you are like okay this isn't this is, you know, this is in the pantheon of we're going to have 50 Ghostbuster movies. Is it still going to be as good? That's all I'm saying. I on it, but that, I mean, I'm not shitting on it in yeah, any yeah. way. I'm oh, just I saying I don't know if it will age as good as the other two. That's all I'm saying. Um, but I, I still loved every second of it because I, I, I get it. I get it. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But that first hour is really rough and, and not so, to the point where it's like, unwatchable or anything clearly not and and we like it but once that that feeling's gone that first hour is people are gonna be like what are we watching like there is nothing going on why do i care so that that's all i'm saying so you know people who didn't grow up with ghostbusters like us that's all yeah but i think if you showed a kid now this movie it gives them enough where even if they didn't see the original ghostbusters they can relate to the characters and they can be into this movie this is literally like the first ghostbusters enough for kids nowadays now like i said it did play a thousand percent to all the nostalgic idiots like us that Mm -hmm. were like creaming ourselves going oh my god it sounds like a ghostbusters movie it looks like a ghostbusters movie oh my god every just hearing ecto-1 siren for the first time again it's just like it kills me like I love this movie. Right, but you don't see that first ghost that spits the bullets for the f- till hour one, and it's a two-hour film. So that's what all I'm saying. Like in Ghostbusters, the original Ghostbusters, you got the the library ghost, you that, got yeah. Slimer, you got the books and stuff. That is all I'm trying to say. I, played, I don't know it if it's coming off as negative, but I'm not. No, I'm, I'm not, not trying. saying. I'm not saying you're saying it's negative. I'm just saying it has the same beats of Ghostbusters. Originally, you get the library ghost at the beginning, and that was the beginning of this movie where you see you know all the stuff that's happening with Egon. That goes away, and then you've got a lull, and that's that what happened to Ghostbusters. Ghost scared me. Yeah, well, and that's when I showed it to my daughter for the first time. That was my metric. If she can get past the library ghost, everything else in this movie is going to be easy for her. So when she was able to be like, okay, that was scary, but I'm okay, the rest of that movie was nothing. And that's why it was perfect. Um, for me, this movie played those same beats. Um, I give it a four. There are parts that bum me out, like Bokeem Woodbine's character when he goes, "Who are you gonna call?" I wanted to punch the screen. Yeah. That was the that was a, <laughs> one of those. Every movie's got that one lame, really bad line that you're like, Ugh, "That was it." Like that was a dumb callback. Like that was a uh, an example of nostalgia, but in a wrong way. Like don't nostalgia fun- overload. It's so dumb. <laughs> and the other part is, I feel like the end could have done something a little bit better with the introduction of the original characters. Instead of just walking up and being like, hey, did you miss us? 
Yeah, of course we did. Fucking light up your proton packs. <laughs> what are you doing? They're not going to monologue for you. I think what would have really played better is that she's, you know, holding the ghost with the proton pack. Things are, you know, looking like she's not going to, it's not going to work. And then all of a sudden you get another beam coming in, like, boom. And then another beam coming in, boom. And then you get that fourth guy in, boom. And then he does his little, did you miss us? And you're like, yeah, we fucking did. And that would have been so much better as far as how to bring those guys in with a little bit more oomph, a little bit more action. But I think it was still such a good movie for me, so I, I give it a four. But uh, that was those are my only really two gripes about this movie. Everything else was great. Cool. So we are about we are about in an hour or whatever it is. Um, we we have no, we are doing the snack show right after this show, so we're uh, we're amping up for that. Um, as always, so next week will be Ice Harvest and the start of the, our holiday shows, and we'll get into all of that. And we'll pick Jordan's holiday movie, which me and Scott have a bet about. So we'll talk about that. Oh, <laughs> off air, because I already know what the movie is. So uh, Wait, did he tell you? No, I know what I, my movie is. Oh, I can't be. wait. To, I can't no. wait. We, we, nev- Aaron never says, I bet he, he picked this movie. And I go, really? Do you think so? And he's oh, like, I so guarantee it. So excited um, about this now. But uh, well, you might not have. <laughs> I just, It just feels like a you movie to pick. Anyway. Garfield Christmas. <laughs> Um, so uh, we'll let you know who won the bet on the next episode, and then we'll lost. I'll tell you. Now. <laughs> then once December, we'll we'll break down the the how this is going to go and our top fives and all that good stuff. As always, as I said at the top of the show, follow along at I'll Watch It Later podcast on Facebook. I'll Watch It Later Pod with all our stuff. Uh, we really appreciate everyone who listens. If you could please jump on there, give us five stars. And, uh, yeah, just uh, let us know what you think. I mean, we always appreciate the messages from Jim, and I guess we got a couple other people that listen, and we really, really do appreciate you guys. Um, I need to figure out a sign-off because just saying, like, have a good day every time is kind of lame. So I guess we'll see you at the movies or something. I'm Aaron. I'm Jordan. And Scott. And we'll see you at the movies. Scott.